Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Good afternoon. You can have a seat. Thank you for joining us here today. If you are watching online, you are also welcome. Welcome home. Welcome to your church. We are happy to have you all here today and everybody that is watching online. Today is a very special Sunday. Um, Today, I've been talking about the past couple of weeks that today is going to be Vision Sunday. Vision Sunday. And we are excited about uh, what God is doing. And for those of us who have been here for both of both our Spanish service and now are here for our English service, you already know what's coming, so I just need you to still be excited. <laughs> but um, today, uh, here though, I will be sharing a little bit more about what is going on here at Emmanuel Church. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and get more into it this this today um, rather than give our regular announcements because I have a lot I want to say and uh, I want you to be able to open your hearts, open your ears, give your attention to what God has in store for us today because this has been a long time coming. So let's, let's take a moment it to go before God in prayer this morning before we get into uh, the the talk, the message today. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to be in this space. We thank you for what you have done here in Emmanuel Church over these last several years. We are believing God still for great things through this community and through through what we will be doing in the future. We pray that everything that we do is put into your hands and that you would move our hearts today to have a heart and a passion for what we are sharing today in Vision Sunday. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before I get into what I want to talk about, I want to read from the book of Habakkuk. And as I was uh, preparing the slide back there, I was like, Habakkuk, that's not, not, that's not a book we talk about too often. No, no it, it really isn't. But Habakkuk is a prophet of the Old Testament. Uh, so if you're looking for it, it's in your Old Testament, and you're part of your Bible. Uh, and he is a prophet, and he has a lot to say to the people of Israel. But there is a part that resonates about how I want to share this today. How we're making public today what we're what we want to talk about, because in Habakkuk chapter two verses two to three, he is confronted by God and given a vision, and God tells him what He wants him to do with the vision. And He says, "The Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets, so that the herald may." Run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. 
Though it linger, wait for it. Certainly, it will certainly come and will not delay. It will certainly come and will not delay. Now, the vision, of course, that Habakkuk was talking about is something that God was giving him, a word for the people of Israel. And so, for us today, what I'm going to share with you all is a word and a vision that has been something that has been growing in my heart over for, for a long period of time. When we began this English service, and I'm, this is where I want to start. I want to start at the beginning. About four years ago now, we started in April, almost four years ago, here our English service. And we're really excited to be able to start something new. My wife and I, upon talking about like what we wanted to do here with Emmanuel Church, what we wanted to get started here was something we wanted to do different, something new. Because both of us had been in a place where we had experienced hurt from the church before. We'd been in a place where we'd seen many people that we knew, friends and family and others, leave the church for, for a variety of different reasons. And ultimately, behind all of that, we still had a passion in our hearts to say we wanted to see people who had never known Jesus know Jesus. And so behind everything that we did and behind what we wanted to start was this heart for those that were hurting. A heart for, for to see people healed and find healing, to learn and to grow and to explore their faith, to, to come back to Jesus or to get to know Jesus for the very first time. And it was all very exciting. And many of the people that are here on our worship team and were here from the very beginning. And um, we started small and we're still small. And it's okay. At some point, I had to reconcile my, my own faith with that. And remember that we weren't doing this to see just a bunch of people, thousands or whatever. Because that's what everybody wants, you know. That's what success is. Thousands of people. But I remember God told me, success isn't always what you think it is. Sometimes it's changing the lives of the people that are right in front of you. And so that has always been our heart, where we've been at. That was the vision that we had for Emmanuel Church. And so that never went away. That has always been the core of what we have tried to do here. The core of what we have tried to build here. And that means sometimes challenging things that we are accustomed to believing or accustomed to doing. That sometimes means uh, learning or relearning things. That sometimes means changing our perspective. Learning to know that there are things that matter more. There are things that are different uh, that we might have thought were that way before. It is a whole process of creating a space that is safe for people to heal. And now... And to the future, that is continuing to be our goal. But now, as we move forward, we're going to be doing something new. We're going to be doing something new. See, what we are planning now, do, now to do, and you've probably seen it around already, and like I said, for those of you who have been here for both of our services, you already know what's coming. Be excited still. 
Amen. But this is, this is a new thing that we are doing. Today, we are making public the transition or the start of this new thing. Emmanuel Church, which has been an English service. And that, that's how it was started. We started as an English service of Templo Manuel, our Spanish parent church. And we were doing it to be able to reach people who spoke English. And I, I, I've always remembered ta- talking to people about it because they were always like, man, that's a new idea. Because a lot of times what you see is you see big churches that are in English and they start services that are in Spanish. And I remember I told people, well, we're starting an English service in a Spanish church. And they're like, well, that's different. That's like backwards. I'm like, well, yeah, but it's still important. <laughs> it's still important. And so after talking with Pastor Mary, our senior pastor, and talking with the leadership and presenting the vision of what we wanted to do, Pastor Mary has had for this past year a heart in her heart to do this thing where over the next five years, Templo Manuel is going to be planting five, uh, uh, in the next five years is going to be planting new churches. And that is the goal of our our parent church. And as such, this service, Emmanuel Church, this English service, is going to begin the transition of changing from Emmanuel Church to a brand new church plant. And we are going to be calling this church Safe Haven Church. Amen, amen. And so, oh wait, I I told my team I was going to do this because they suggested it. Uh, I have to do the reveal. Because I, I got a t-shirt on to show the transition. I got to do the Superman thing. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what God is going to be doing here. And this, this church, Safe, Safe Haven Church, this is the, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about why we are doing this, who we are trying to reach, and how we are going to go about doing this. So today I'm presenting the vision that is going to be Safe Haven Church. And in the future, we're going to be having interest meetings for those that might want to join in and how you can join in and how you can support. And if you want to still be and if you're part of this English service and you want to go with us as we are going, I'm going to talk about all of that today. But this new church, this new thing, this new vision that we are working towards, Safe Haven Church. I want to start with why. Why, are we, why is this necessary? You know? Because it could be argued, we don't, we don't need a church. I mean, just in this, we don't need another new church. Just in this neighborhood, there's this church right here in, this, in our space. There is a church across the street, Baptist Church. There's another church down the street. There's like 10 different churches in Cloverleaf, like behind our area. Like, th- there's a whole bunch of churches. So why do we need a new church? Why is it that this is our goal? What, 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 are we, what is the purpose behind it? And it starts with where Emmanuel Church began. It starts with this heart for seeing, for, for needing to create a space that is safe for people to know Jesus. Because I can't speak for every church, but I know that there are a lot of places where people do not feel safe trying to get to know God. They feel like they are not welcome. They feel like they don't belong. In fact, there are a lot, a lot of times where people 
in churches, Christians have explicitly said that there are certain people that do not belong in their spaces. Whether explicitly by saying it out loud or by their actions, where they have closed the doors and drawn lines in the sand and said, you don't belong in this space. So our aim in this new work, in this new church, is to be a space where everyone can have access to Jesus. Because it shouldn't matter what you look like. It shouldn't matter what language you speak. It shouldn't matter how much money you have. It shouldn't matter how you identify. It should, none of that should matter because Jesus welcomes all people to him. And that's what the why. We want to be that space where people can know the love of Jesus for the first time. Or people can come to come back to a space where they feel like Jesus actually does love me. Because sometimes by the example, like I said, many people who call themselves Christians, they have felt like Jesus doesn't love them. Or they don't have a space in church because of them. And like I say, I know it's not everybody. I know it's not all places that, you know, everybody will make those arguments. But that doesn't mean that there doesn't need to still be more spaces like that. That is why we are doing this. We want to be a place where we, where people don't have to worry about hiding themselves or pretending or putting on a mask or are hiding their fears and their doubts and their worries or are hiding who they are to be able to come to a space and ask questions and try to find out more try to learn who God is and who they are and that's what we want to be we want to be a safe space where anyone has access to Jesus that's what we're trying to build here. That's what you're trying to build. And that means a, a few different things. And that's, a, that's the who. That's the why we, we want to create a safe space. The who is we want to reach out to people, like I've said, who have been hurt. Because we are in a place right now where there are lots of people who are hurting. There are lots of people who have, who have maybe even lost are disillusioned with their faith in God. They are not sure how to reconcile what they're seeing in our nation today with how who God is. And they're not sure what it all means and what it all looks like and what, who is God really if this is what people are like and this is what Christians are like. And so we want to be able to be a beacon of hope where we can say we are Christians, we are followers of Jesus, and this space is for you too. We want to be that place. We want to be a place for people who don't know Jesus. A place where people can come and ask questions who maybe they don't know anything about God. They don't know anything about the Bible. And they want to learn. And they want to ask. You know, I just, uh, in other news, I was recently accepted into a, a graduate school. I'm going to be seeking to get my master's degree. That's a whole nother news, so pray for me on that. But 
But one of the things that I, I had a meeting with one of the representatives uh, from admissions from the school. And they talked about something that I was like, you know what? That's, that's, that's what I want this church to be like. They said, we have, this is a, a, a theological school. And they have people that are there, students that are Christians, of course, because it's a theological school. You're going to study theology. You're going to study the Bible. And that's, that's what I want to study. And, but they also have people who are Muslim and atheists and Hindu and Buddhists and people from a variety of different faiths and Christian traditions. And they're all there asking questions and they say, yeah, that's, that's our school. We want you to be here. We want you to ask questions. We want you to talk about it. We want you to learn and to grow in this space. If you have doubts or if you have a reason that you're here for, we want you to know. And that's who we want to be here for too. We want to be a space where if you don't know Jesus, we want to, be, we want to have atheists in our church. We, I don't know Jesus, but I like the people here. And so maybe I can meet Jesus here. Maybe they can meet Jesus here. You, know, you never know. We want to be that space where people can say, I, I, I love the community here because they are loving, they are caring, and they answer my questions. They, they open and dialogue. They're not here to fight me. We have enough people trying to fight <laughs> online, on the Internet, arguing over every little thing. We don't want that. We want to be a place where we can discuss and grow and learn people who don't know Jesus, people who have been hurt by the church. That is who we are looking out for. Anyone, really. This is a space for anyone. Because that's something that uh, they, they ask, or they tell you to ask when you're, when you're thinking about planning a church. They say, who is your target demographic? And I've read books and stuff on it, and they tell you, oh, you, you got to build this imaginary person, and this is like your target demographic. How much money do they make? What do they look like? Where do they live? And I, I, at one point when we were talking about all of this, I, I started thinking about that too. And, I remem- and then I remember just feeling something in my spirit, in my heart that said, no, what I don't want you to do is to build a target of who you're trying to reach. Because who I'm trying to reach, I felt the Holy Spirit telling me, who I'm trying to reach is every human being who wants to know me. So throw out the target, the demographic or whatever, and you just open the doors for whoever walks in. Regardless of what they look like, regardless of how they think, regardless of who you might think you're trying to reach or whatever, you, I want you to let anyone walk through those doors and say, this space is for you too. This space is for you too. Because that works in a business sense. And in some aspects, sometimes we, in the church leadership world, we think like a business. But ultimately, we're not that. We're not a business. We are a place, we are a community of believers. We're more than an organization. We are a people trying to reach people, help people. So that we can point them to Jesus. So the how. How are we going to do that? How do we create a safe space? First, we allow this place. And and as we move forward, 
We are going to be working on implementing these same values in the house and everything into Emmanuel Church as we get ready to launch into Safe Haven. And the first thing we need to do is we need to allow this place to be a space where people can come with their doubts and their struggles and their questions. You know, I've talked to people that have been to church before and they, they never went back. They went a couple of times and they never went back. Or they grew up in church and they left. And one of the reasons was, they said, because I was never allowed to doubt or ask questions. If I had doubts, if I had questions, I was somehow in sin or somehow wrong. Just because I had a question. Just because I, I, I didn't always agree with everything that everybody said, or I looked at things just a little differently, I, wasn't, I, I was never able to have that space. And so first, what we need to do is to create an environment where people can come with their doubts and their struggles and their questions, because that is exactly how it's supposed to be. You know, in studying of how they used to, uh, in, in ancient Israel, in, in synagogues and the church, how they would get together and discuss their faith was they would literally go to somebody's house or they would literally go to one place and they'd eat. Amen. We all like to eat. They'd eat and then they'd talk about the Bible. They didn't always agree. They didn't always see eye to eye. But in the end, they still believed in God and they still said, yeah, we might not all see in the same points and the same perspective or understand the same way, but we're asking, we're growing, we're learning. And that is the point. Every one of us, not, there isn't a single one of us in this place or on this planet that knows it all. Sure, I'm going to, to, to continue my education and get a master's degree. Guess what? I still won't know it all. I, I, I can be on this earth my entire life studying the Bible and still have questions. And that's life. So we should not ever judge or push people out simply because they don't see things the same way or don't understand things how we understand them or they have questions or they have doubts. That is how we create a safe space. Secondly, that means sometimes... We challenge the status quo, that we need to challenge some things. A safe space isn't a safe space just because every single person has an opportunity to be able to share all of the opinions that they have. I think that's something that we don't understand in this internet world before, because internet world today, because there are a lot of people that they like they like to say freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Yeah, but there are consequences for things that you say. You say something dumb, someone's gonna say something bad. You say something hurtful, guess what? It hurts people. It doesn't matter if it's freedom of speech; it still hurts people. There are, there are consequences for the things that we say. There is meaning behind the words that we live by. And we have to understand that. that. That means that creating a safe space means that we challenge the status quo. Where there is oppression, the Bible tells us to fight back against that oppression. Where there is racial injustice, the Bible tells us to fight against that injustice. Where there are people teaching bad theology, where there are things like white supremacy and other things that are pushing people away from the church, that needs to be pushed out. 
so that people can feel safe in that space. And I know that might not be a popular thing to say because it's like, well, everybody should be able to say everything they want. But if you want to create a safe space, that's not the case. You have to put boundaries, guards, and you have to fight against the right things so that the people who need Jesus the most, the ones that Jesus himself reached out to, the ones that were on the margins of, of the communities that nobody else wanted to touch and nobody else wanted to talk to, they found Jesus a safe space. Why? Because he challenged the religious leaders who used their power to oppress, who used their authority and their knowledge to belittle. And give more burdens to people. We create a safe space by challenging those things and being like Jesus. And say, this space is for you. This space is for you. We create a safe space for healing and growth. By giving access and helping people who need help. That means looking at all aspects of things. As a community, as a church, we are here to help each other in very different ways. And sometimes that means I can't do something for you, but someone else can. Like, I'm a pastor, girl. I can give you spiritual advice and life advice based on my life. I am not a therapist. <laughs> if you need therapy, I'm going to point you to a therapist. <laughs> Because that's not me. <laughs> that's not me. And there are some pastors out there that they, they get their license for counseling and therapy and stuff like that. And they get certified and all of that. Good for them. I, that's not me. <laughs> I'll, I'll help you find the help you need. But, the, but that means we need to talk about it, though. We shouldn't shy away from things like talking about mental health and depression and other things like that. Because that, that means... That people can come and say, hey, that's me. I need help. I want to be better. I want to work on myself. I want to heal. That means we talk about those things. Because there are a lot of spaces and a lot of churches where mental health and other things, they're, they're not talked about, are worse, demonized. I've heard recently in recent history stuff on social media where there are pastors calling people who are autistic demon-possessed. And that is not from a loving God. Yes, we have struggles, and yes, there are things that we struggle with. And to be a safe space means that we need to talk about those things. And we need to make room for people that are not, that are neurodivergent, that are in a space. Because guess what? You, if you are neurodivergent or if you are, uh, I don't know what the opposite of that is, normal? <laughs> not normal. But if you are neurotypical, that's the word I'm thinking of. You're neurotypical or neurodivergent, you are beautifully and wonderfully made by God. It doesn't matter. That's how we create this safe space, by creating a space for healing and growth where we can grow and learn, where we challenge the things that have kept people out for so long and we allow people to struggle and learn. That is the safe space. And that from those, that's where we're getting our value.
values. For Safe Haven Church, that, these are our values. First value is, is love. We're going to be a community founded first and foremost in love. The Apostle Paul writes, if you don't have love, then you're just making noise. You can do all the good things. It says you can throw, give yourself into the fire and to throw yourself into the lion pit as a sacrifice, as a martyr, and say, I'm a holy person. I'm giving myself for the faith. And if you don't have love, it's pointless. Because the foundation of what we do is love. Because that is, I talked about it last week, God, who God is. He is love. And so he is our foundation for doing this. Our second value is growth. We are aiming to pursue a place where all of us can grow to be better versions of ourselves, to know more of who God is, to know more of ourselves, to know more of our faith, to grow into better human beings. See, a lot of times I think people think that God called us here to be better Christians. I don't think God called us to be better Christians. Jesus came to show us how to be human. He was 100% God and 100% human. And he says, hey, you know how you be a good human being? Love people. Be kind to them. Help them. Reach them. Serve them. You be a better human being. And by being a better human being, you are a better follower of Jesus. But we have to grow to that. Number three, community. None of us can do this on our own. We cannot live our faith. We cannot live our life. We cannot go through things, this life, alone. We live in a culture that tells us otherwise. It says you need to be the alpha. You need to be the one, the solo. You know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and you can be the one, only you. Ignore everyone else. But that's not what the Bible tells us. The Bible says we were built for community, that it was not good for man to be alone. It is not good for humanity to be alone. And that there's strength in community. There's strength in being together and believing together and growing together. Because that means we have support. That means we have people behind us. That means we have people walking with us. We're not meant to do it alone. Number four, diversity. We are all uniquely made. All of us are uniquely made. And so our goal is not to have people in our church that all look the same. We want to be different. Different backgrounds, different identities, different cultures, different skin, whatever. We want to be a church where the nations can come to know Jesus. They always say that in church. I always heard that in churches growing up. The nations to come to know Jesus. Because we are all made in the image of God and we are more, a more beautiful community and expression of that image when we have a unique diversity of people among ourselves. Because if we all look the same and talk the same and act the same, that's just boring. <laughs> but we're all different and beautiful and God loves that and we want to be an expression of that. And number five, our fifth value is partnerships. We are going to start small. And I don't know how long we will be small. But we still want to make a difference in our community. And we can do that by, even if we don't have the resources, by partnering with others who do. There are other churches in our community. 
There are other organizations who are doing great work in our communities, feeding the homeless. There are communities that are working with immigrants and other things that we want to be able to partner with. And as we go forward, we're looking at who can we partner with, not only monetarily and that we will give to them, but also how can we volunteer with them to better help the community that we're in. It goes back to community again because we can't do it by ourselves, but we can make a bigger and a greater impact by partnering with those who have visions and goals that are like our own. And we want to help and reach people, and so that means we're going to partner with them. That also means we're going to partner with missionaries, people that are in other nations working to preach the gospel in places where they don't have that. And that looks like different things in different ways, but that that is one of our core things. We want to work and we want to volunteer together with those that are already, and that is being a witness wherever we go, showing the love of Jesus to whoever we might meet. Ultimately, what we are trying to do is we are going to be walking in love and following Jesus in this. Our goal is by this fall, the month of August, to officially launch as Safe Haven Church. So what that looks like is for the next several months, up until the month of June, we are still going to be having our services here like Emmanuel Church. But little by little, we are making changes and transitions as we move forward to becoming Safe Haven Church. In the month of July, we will be taking a break from our Sunday services in hopes that as we are looking for a location... So y'all pray with us for that. As we are looking for a location that that month we will spend preparing the place that we're going to be in. And then in the month of August, we will officially launch our services as Safe Haven Church. We're not going to stop meeting together. We're still planning during the month of July to meet together and to pray, to plan with the launch team and everything. And, and we're still going to be, we're, we're not just going to stop, you know. We're still going to be doing something, but we're taking a break as we transition out to say Emmanuel Church. Our English service is now transitioned out and we are transitioning into Safe Haven Church in August. And so there are different things that you can do if you were a part of this church already here as the English service and you want to continue on with us. Join us as part of the launch team. Join us by continuing to be here and say, hey, I'm on board. And I want to be with you when we start new and start fresh again. That's one way. Two, you can give. We need, we're going to need finances to be able to find a location, to buy equipment, and anything we might else we might need as we move forward. So you can give. You can give here today. Um, you can give online because there is a new website that is live now, Safe Haven htx.com where you can find out more information about all of this that I'm saying and you can give there online and everything. You can give. And we appreciate everybody that gives something no matter how little it is. Because we might think, oh, to such a big effort we need to give a lot of money. A dollar works. (laughs) If that's what you got. It helps. That dollar is a snack for someone who is helping with stuff. I don't know. You know, it is something. We appreciate everything. And lastly, of course, you can pray with us. 
is even if you don't end up going with us, we still need your prayers. We still need your support in that. Because doing something new, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of planning, a lot of preparation, a lot of strength and patience. And we need your prayers. And like I said, we want you to be a part. We want you to be a part of this. And if you would like to, we'd love to have you. And as we are moving forward, we are continuing to build up our core team. You can join the launch team. And there is so much that still needs to be done. But we are excited for what God will do. And so today, as we get ready to close, what I want us to do is we're going to pray. So would you stand with me this afternoon? And can I get some ambience? <laughs> We're going to pray today. We're going to pray for God, what God will do. And if you're not sure where you stand, it's okay. We'll pray for that too. God might help you see how you can contribute to this new thing. We're excited. I'm excited. If you see someone wearing this shirt today, they're already part of the launch team. We're excited about it. And you can join too. Soon we'll be announcing when our first interest meeting will be. And it'll be on a Tuesday night most likely. And you can come and you can learn a little bit more about how we are going and what we're going and what we're doing. But today we start with prayer. We start with believing that God can do something new. And that through whatever effort we make to be a part of this, how, how, however we are a part of it, because you're a part of the story. Whether you're praying for us, whether you're giving, whether you're joining the launch team, you're a part of the story that God is going to tell through, through Safe Haven Church. You're a part of that. We are believing that God will do great things. So if you would bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment with me, let's reach out to God in this moment. Father God, we thank you. First and foremost, we thank you for your faithfulness, God, for what you have already done here through Emmanuel Church, through those lives that have been changed, to those who have come to know you in this space, we thank you. And now we put this church into your hands as we begin this new step, this new journey, where Emmanuel Church will become Safe Haven Church. We are excited, perhaps nervous, perhaps a little scared, but we put it into your hands, God. Because it is through you that we have found this vision. It is through you that we have made the effort to make go public with this. And it is through you that we will be able to accomplish the vision that you have given us. Let this new work, let this community be a place where lives are changed, where lives are healed, where people come to know you, Jesus. We believe for great things. 
And we pray for every person that is thinking about or is already a part of the launch team, God, that you might be with them. Bless every person that gives to this new effort, that they might be blessed back in return. And as we lift up every person here in prayer, we thank you, God. We thank you for what you will do, for what you will do. And we believe, we believe for something new. name we pray. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.